Welcome to the Two Tokens Podcast. During these episodes, we will invite guests onto our show and discuss everything token related. You can expect to hear about token business models, the underlying technology stack, token governance, but also about mainstream topics such as NFTs. Does this sound interesting to you? Then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. And now, on to the episode. Good afternoon, good morning. Uh, my name is Red Outkerpol with the NFT podcast of Two Tokens. I'm here with uh, Milou and Tamara, and I will ask them to introduce themselves a little bit extensively so that we know their background. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, game changing. Uh, so, Milou, what's the story behind you? Yeah, so I'm Milou Klooster. I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, I'm one of the founders of RTI Blockchain. RTI stands for Returnable Transport Items, which are items like crates, pallets, roll containers. Um, almost everything you see around you or use in daily life has been transported on a roll container or any other load carrier. And we have built a registration application uh, for all these assets and we are chasing the supply chain with it. So a huge entrepreneur you are. Yes. And that's the game changers we're talking about, right? Absolutely. She's absolutely one of our game changers. Uh, my name is Tamara Oberdov, and I'm the co-founder of the Game Changers NFT. Um, in my day job, I'm uh, an investor, as in a VC investor in tech for good companies. And in my night job, I am the co-founder of the Game Changers. We're an initiative uh, that was born out of the frustration that there's not enough funding for women entrepreneurs and not enough access to networks. And we wanted to change the game of how the current investment landscape looks like. And with the whole revolution of NFTs, we thought that this would be a good way to democratize the level playing field and uh, make it more equal. And we started the Game Changers, where we are um, finding women across the globe in different uh, parts of the blockchain uh, who are changing the game, who are inspirations for the following generations. And with them, we're lifting them up and amplifying their voice, creating a collection which we'll, we'll, we will use to fundraise a new fund to invest in new game changers of the future. That sounds very interesting, but you also address a problem that it's not equal, it's not very bad. I saw something like 2% is female in the VC community, 98% is male only. What What's the story there? What's the current bad situation. Yeah, so I've been in venture for uh, quite a long time and we've been addressing this problem as long as I've been in there. Uh, right now, depending on the country, it's, it's it fluctuates a little bit, but more or less 2% of investment capital flows to women entrepreneurs and 98% of the capital flows to men entrepreneurs. So um, I don't think I have to explain why that is not a good <laughs> good division. Well, of the world is 50-50, I thought. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, and we've been trying to change the establishment in the, let's call it the Web2 way, for a long time. And during COVID, we saw that we, that we didn't go forward, we went backwards. We went from 2% to 1% during COVID. And it taught me one thing, and that's that you know, you cannot really change affinity bias. It's in all of us. Like every one of us selects people that look like them. And as long as the investment community is picking people that look like them, we will not address the diversity issue. So we really need to diversify the investment landscape in order to diversify what it is, what is it investing into. 
I read that article on your website about affinity as bias as a, and I thought, do I have that? And I concluded that I had it in a positive way because my mother married somebody from Indonesia. So I married somebody from Brazil. It's like more positive uh, construct like that. And yeah, it was very interesting to read about your, what the bias can do for, for, for this. You bumped into this on a day-to-day basis, right? Yes. So I how was, difficult is it? Um, yeah, well, I'll go back to the beginning. I was working in our family-owned business as a fifth generation, and they sell smoked fish towards retail, but that goes into these different types of crates and pellets. So I came across the problem, and it costed me a lot of time and a lot of money to register these items. Uh, sometimes they get lost, or you have these uh, discussions with your supply chain parties you don't want to have. And I tried to find a solution for it, but I couldn't find anything existing. I thought maybe I have to create it myself, but I will first do some research about how other companies are solving this problem. Uh, I was trying to find a solution in my own chain, but then everyone had the same problem. So I tried different supply chains in, in the meat industry, but also in the construction industry, completely different. But everyone has the exact same problem. So I thought, okay, maybe I have to quit my job and uh, build a solution myself. During that journey and defining the business model, I came across uh, my co-founder, uh, Yves Dubois, and together we uh, we built RTI Blockchain. And in the beginning, um, it was our own money, of course, we, are, uh, we invested in, and we had a lot of Word, PowerPoint, and Excel, and then went to customers to sell our product while we didn't have any product. But everyone was enthusiastic and wanted to start to use it, so we had to show a product. And then I tried to get venture capitals and I said, yes, you, you don't have a team yet. You are only with two. Uh, you need at least more to build. We don't want to have you a tech partner, etc." So then we thought, okay, um, we need to find something. Then we uh, came across the RVO. Um, uh, how do you call it? The Dutch Enterprise Agency. Yes. yes. And they have this financing for seed capital to build your yeah. proof of concept. Um, Luckily, we did get it. Um, while we did have to give the presentation for the final uh, conclusion, they told us we have none of any trust in you that you can build this business actually, so you don't have to present uh, this afternoon. But we said we are already there and we're going to give the presentation if something went wrong. But that means that you always have to believe in yourself and go out of your own strength and do it because you believe in it. So at the end of the day, we still got it. So we were very happy, of course. And uh, we were already talking to different investors who could invest after uh, we have built the proof of concept. And with one of them, we had this amazing click. So um, that became our investor as well. So the next step wasn't that hard, but we needed this first step to build this proof of concept. And luckily the RVO stepped in because this venture capitalist said, no, it's it's too high risk. But so what kind of numbers are we talking about? How much did RVO sponsor this initiative? Um, we got the max. It is uh, a bit more than 300,000 euros. Okay. And the, the product is demonstrable now? It is already live. live? That was like yeah. uh, two and a half years ago. So we start building our proof of concept and uh, we find this pilot customers. We already found them. So they were testing it right away. 
Uh, then COVID came along, of course, but that gave us a bit more time to build our uh, product. So we did. And then uh, now we have it live uh, up and running and ready to scale up. Excellent. Excellent. How big was the problem for your family company where you basically, that was your first job after... Yes, it was my, my first full-time job. Yeah. Uh, and it is a big problem as it is quite complicated because you don't buy these assets on your own, but you rent them from different parties and your customers decide in which type of crate or pallet you can deliver your goods on. So as you have, um, if you are growing as a company, you get more assets. And the more assets you have, the more registration platforms you have. So you have it with your suppliers and your customers, but also with the third parties you are renting these items from. And they all have their own business models so or their own uh, fee trip, uh, monthly fee, uh, well, you name it. So almost everyone is um, registering in Excel sheets and multiple Excel sheets for one organization. Last week I talked to someone who had 12 Excel sheets open and each, each Excel sheet contains each supplier and customer item type what's coming in, what's going out. It's crazy. So what we do is that we have one platform, independent, where you can register all these items on and connect your whole chain to it and you work together in the same data. And this is a complete change of mind within your whole supply chain to work together. Blockchain is a ledger, so it's the perfect example, I would even say. Yes. So let's dive into it. So um, Game Changer NFT... Should you take a picture of her and sell it? What's the idea here? Well, I think you heard in her story the way that they started. The biggest problem that women entrepreneurs have, because investors always say, we can't find them. Like you will talk to investors and be like, oh, there's no women. We can't find them. But if you listen, if you listen closely to what she's saying is like the biggest problem she had was access to networks. Like, where do I find initial investors? How does this process actually work? If I want to start a company tomorrow and I'm now doing a, something completely different, who is going to, going to teach me what do I have to do to get there? It's not that I cannot do it. I just don't know how. Someone needs to show me. So this access to network problem is a very big constraint for a lot of women to do entrepreneurship su successfully. And then the second thing you heard from her story is access to capital. You know, like... She probably went, I, I don't know yet, but she probably went to really large VCs who at that time thought she was a very tiny early stage company. So it wasn't the right type of investor for her phase of business. Yes. But if you don't have a mentor or someone to guide you through this, you don't know what you're doing. So you're just grasping to any introduction that comes along. So access to capital is second big problem to solve if we want to have more women entrepreneurs join this ecosystem. And that is what we're trying to build with the Game Changers. Um, we are combining the picture of Game Changers together with artist um, artwork as backgrounds. And those two together are coupled to a smart contract, uh, which we make into an NFT. And this NFT is then sol sold. Uh, you have two types of tokens, a membership token, which allows you to join this community and become a supporter and an owner of the success of the Game Changers. And the second utility token is an investment club token where you invest more, but you join this investment journey where you learn about investing in Web3. How does it work? What do I have to do? 
what due diligence to follow, um, how to pick my investments, etc. So those are the two utility tokens that we currently offer. And it's operational. What what stage is it? We are, uh, I would say, four weeks out before the first drop. So we've created the first collection with 50 game changers across the world. So it's 50 women in Web3. There's only two in the Netherlands. So uh, we were very, very selective on who we thought was a real game changer and what was the journey that they went on to. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of different uh, sectors. There's a lot of different influencer levels. We have some very famous game changers uh, like Randy Zuckerberg, for example. Um, but we also have some people you have never heard about, but they're game changing in their own agri-tech sector or logistics, like in this case. So uh, we created a collection. We're right now building the tech. We want to make as frictionless as possible journey. My background has always been in e-commerce. And people in Web2 are used to normal checkout procedures, one-page one checkouts, and no friction. But the Web3 world is not there yet. There's a lot of friction. Like you have to have a wallet, you have to have cryptocurrency, you have to do KYC, you have to understand what it is you're talking about. Your, your wallet needs to accept... It's a little bit of a nightmare yeah, still, yeah. The right blockchain. So, you know, there's a lot of frictions and we're very early in this, in this process and we are solving for that. So we're building a one-page one checkout where you can pay with fiat, you can pay with cryptos, you don't need a wallet. So like we're solving a lot of the friction and that's why it's taking a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious, this 50, if you would pick 50 male, is there a different in difference in focus, different in different approach? What's could you say something about that? I think in general, even if it's web two or web three, doesn't really matter in, in my life as investor we do see that women really focus more on the social impact of what they're doing and there's many researches that prove that if you give your one dollar to a man versus a woman the chances of impacting society is three times higher and that's what we see here every single project that we picked has a social mission behind it like yes they're in it to make money but they're also in it to improve something around the in the world around us. So I think the biggest difference is probably the impact on society. Yeah, that's something that you hear also in countries with a lot of female entrepreneurs, that that, that is the case. Um, with all kinds of soci society structures that is that are financing these uh, approaches. So I, I can relate to that. I've, I've seen that story happening again. Um, and what's the, the NFT part? Could you elaborate a little bit about that? What what's is it, what blockchain are you using? What what's yeah, the technology yeah. or the utility? No, the technology and and the utility. Okay, so let's start with the utility. So we're really about building an intentional community because, like I explained, the two biggest challenges are access to networks and access to capital. So we thought, okay, what kind of community are we building? If we are a venture catalyst, what ingredients does an entrepreneur need for success? So it's mentorship, it's uh, expertise, but it's also access to talent, recruiting, developers, you know, and that's the community we're trying to build. So in our first token, the utility is really getting the membership community together that will support the journey of the entrepreneurs. 
And why is it an NFT? You could also say, why not do this as a, you know, normal membership in a subscription form? Yeah. Because if you put time in a startup and you help the startup, you want to share in that success. And the, the utility of the token allows you to, sh to share in the success. If RTI blockchain now suddenly becomes a success and you have your uh, NFT in hands, this NFT becomes more valuable and you contributed to the success. So you're also getting more value out of your effort. So that's why we believe blockchain or, or NFTs and this mission go hand in hand. Um, the blockchain we're building on, we're, we're launching the, the airdrop, the access list drop on Polygon. Why? Because it's a layer two solution. It has been on OpenSea for a while. Uh, they recently launched Solana, but there's like still a lot of bugs. So it was, we wanted proof of stake. I know our impact is very low, but it's about like, you don't, you know, why you don't throw any piece of plastic on the ground, even if it's a small chewing gum. That's why we wanted a proof of stake blockchain. And so we didn't go for Ethereum, but we went for a layer two solution which for us is uh, Polygon. And we are airdropping in Polygon and most likely the actual drop will also be in Polygon. Okay, you're creating your own wallet or how is this experience going to happen? Yeah, we are working... Frictionless? Yeah, we're working with the wallet. Uh, we obviously have the option to do um, MetaMask. Most people have MetaMask wallets. But if you don't have a wallet, we're working together with a... Um, female-led uh, business in the U.S. that uh, has their own wallet solution and you're getting a magic link in your email and you click on it and the wallet is made for you. So um, that's how we're solving the wallet issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a web cloud wallet yes. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see and that's a sort of solutions also in other ecosystems. Yeah. They work and very smoothly. Yeah, it goes yeah, very yeah. smoothly plus... Um, you don't have to think about it. I remember me creating my first wallet, like <laughs> like not understanding what I was doing yeah. at all. What um, seed phrase? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. And uh, also the same with payment. So um, if we really, you know, we really believe in our mission, there's a lot of people, like no one I've spoken with does not believe in the mission. But most people are not in Web3. So if we want to bring Web2 to Web3, we also need to allow them to pay in normal currency and this was the biggest challenge because uh, when we started this in September last year there was no MoonPay you know there was no PSP solution to plug and play API in and create a fiat wallet next to your crypto coins and so we started down the journey like do we develop ourselves or not uh, how do we go about doing this do we join Shopify beta or not uh, like we had a lot of options a lot of solutions and now luckily there's a lot of um, tools out there we can plug into so we're plugging into Stripe uh, both for KYC and for the fiat payments clear clear um, is there a decentralized angle to it as well so that now it's a very centralized initiative yeah. from from you guys. Yes. Could somebody else build on top of it or add to it? Is yeah. there a strategy for that? Well, the, we are most mostly decentralized. The way that it works is the NFT, um, the Game Changers NFT, is the one at building the collection, selling the collection, and gathering the Game Changers. The Game Changers are kind of like a DAO that are the ones that are 
sourcing and scouting the deals. And they bring the investment deals, the deals that we're going to invest in, into the venture fund. The venture fund is very traditional because I think it's a very efficient model. But it's the scouting of the right deals. So we will have a group of 50 successful Web3 entrepreneurs who are going to be the scouts and who are going to bring in the, oops, sorry, bring in the deals. Uh, we will do a traditional due diligence process and we will bring back the deals that come out as potentially good. And then that same cohort will decide where we invest in. So we build a kind of like a decentralized philosophy into the investment model where we're saying to the people that are wanting to buy the investment club token, hey, you can get, you get a chance to invest alongside some of the most successful Web3 entrepreneurs and you get to, to do it for only $5,000. Like in which universe can you invest alongside top investors for $5,000? Well, that's what we are building. Sounds very, very interesting. Do you have an NFT in your platform or how does that work? Yeah, you could see all the assets that's moving Individually, around. Individually, they're an NFT, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they are a token as well. So each asset has their own token and each one is an NFT. Uh, so yes, we do have, but we don't communicate it out in the open because this new technology is already kind of scary for all these uh, organizations to do their administration on. So... We have to take away that hurdle first, and then we can uh, build our. Of, we are already building our own community, but then we can um, use it in the other way as well. I wanted to go back a little bit on what Samara just said about um, this payment, how you could pay with your uh, own currency you are using, no matter where you live. This is uh, so nice to be in this community because we are doing exactly the same for the supply chain. You ha each organization has to pay their deposit money or has to pay their rent. We could take over that uh, by using RTI blockchain because this blockchain technology, technology is perfect for it. And we want to go that, that way, but we don't know yet how. And as I hear your story and what you are doing with Stripe, I'm thinking like, oh my God, this could work for RTI blockchain as well. And we could do this so much faster than I thought. So this is one of the reasons I, yeah, I am so happy that I am in this community and can learn from everyone's process, which journey everyone is taking and uh, yeah, apply that on my own. Yeah, there, there's a lot of complication getting to your space then as well. Uh, with payment licenses and money transmittal licenses, yes. probably. And we are uh, all used somehow to invent the wheel ourselves all the time, but it is not necessary. We are all doing the same, but you just have to apply it to your own business and yeah, then you well, could use it from each other. That's one of the reasons why we uh, founded two tokens, also to spread the news, spread the information uh, about tokenization, about this basically this breakthrough technology um, that's that's very 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 revolutionary especially the uh, the weight yeah well not <laughs> let's not go into that rabbit hole there's too much rabbit holes in this it, <laughs> in this it, space it is, but this but yeah. this is uh, what web3 does we help each other we are building this huge ecosystem and it's the game changer project of tamara it's the supply chain ecosystem of rti blockchain it's your ecosystem with two tokens we are all working on the same and that's not possible without this web3 
Absolutely, absolutely. Very revolutionary things are uh, coming out, I think. So that leads me to the probably the last question as well. Web3, do you have like really dreams of how they will progress in the future? Revolutionary ideas. If you would start something new, do you have ideas on what Web3 really could bring to the table? Um, regarding RTI blockchain, yes, Or of whatever. course we yeah, do yeah. have. And that's that's what my full focus is on. In 2024, we would like to be the world leader, the world standard of how all load carriers are re registered uh, worldwide. Uh, and there are a lot of possibilities, uh, including the, the payments, of course. Um, that's what my focus is on right now. But of course, there are a lot of other possibilities. I'm thinking, but I'm not, I didn't find the right yet. I think, I think your project could be one of the supporting projects within our tube. But I'm thinking out loud. I don't know if you already talked with Alex about that. Because that is also some of the work that R2 is doing. So we're trying to standardize how um, energy is being structured and standardized so that you can have providence on energy. So this energy comes from a solar panel. We're, we have a project uh, for invoice invoices, standardization on, on the invoices, so that an invoice, for example, can be factoring, have factoring on an NFT, basically. So an undisputed invoice is an ideal NFT. You send out an, an, an invoice to a customer, customer signs that it's undisputed after a few days, still have to wait 90 days until it gets paid. From day three to day 90, it can be financed so easily. Yes. It's This, this is the this same space, with the deposit fee, everyone. Yeah, yeah, this space can really revolutionize the, this the, the world. This also sounds like something for to improve security. Maybe my... I wouldn't have issues. So Web3 in future, <laughs> do you have any dreams on that? Yeah, so I've been, uh, you know, more than 18 years in the technology space, especially in the retail e-commerce space. And we are very early. Like, uh, this reminds me very much of, like, 2000s. You know, and, and the first you, early internet days. Exactly, the yeah. first early internet days. Like it rem I remember conversations about e-commerce and all the friction that was in there. And uh, and this is what like why I'm so excited to be here. Like I've never felt so. How do you say that? I never had so much belief in a new yeah. concept yeah. like Web three. I think this idea that we could co-own stuff that we contribute to and that we're in control of our own data is really something that the current society is pushing towards and that we cannot uh, ignore anymore. And there's going to be so many opportunities to take friction out in the coming couple of years that I'm very, very excited to be part of that. So let's wrap it up with that. I think these game changers are going to get that friction out that we definitely need to kick out. Um, Everybody that was in the early days of Web 1, Web that uploading. And at that time, you felt you're working on something magical. And this is, will never have global adoption because it was so complicated. But everybody felt this is going to be dominant. This is going to revolutionize uh, the world. And now with Web 3, I think all of us have the same feeling. It's not frictionless yet, but give it a... Another 45 minutes and uh, we'll, so we'll solve the, all the problems. Thank you. This was uh, the Two Tokens NFT podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
subscribe and we see each other next time. That was it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find our contact details at www.twotokens.org.